Oh, you're there. My goodness me. You caught me singing some Thomas Dolby. How embarrassing for me. Um, hey, <clears throat> it's John Baker, the real John Baker. All the other John Bakers are just imitators. <laughs> I want to welcome you to my podcast. It's called Too Lazy to Write, the number two, the word lazy, the number two, the word write. And the website, you add the dot com and then you have it. Um, a couple of things before I get to who I interviewed today. Today is July 13th, 2018. 33 years ago today at Camp Gesher, uh, we were gathered on the beach to listen to a radio event, a television event, a global concert event called Live Aid. Um, where were you? I remember the whole camp coming together to uh, to listen to this uh, amazing day. Uh, two concerts, two continents. Philadelphia was where the American concert was held, and uh, London Wembley Stadium was where the uh, the the overseas portion of it was uh, was held. And it was uh, a magical day. Uh, in fact, I believe uh, the crime rate globally went down that day. Funny story, little-known fact, and the only artist to appear at Live Aid whose album sales did not increase, Adam Ant. Yep, Adam Ant. So that's that. So Live Aid. Um, and speaking of Camp Gesher, Kol HaAlam Kula, Gesher Tsar Me'od, um, that's where I went to to get my latest interview. It is with... Uh, some people might know him as G3. I believe it's G3. Uh, oh, no, he could be G4. He's G4. G4. Michael Genscher uh, was my guest. Spoke to him from his home in Australia. Uh, for those of you who don't know Michael, you might be familiar with him if you saw the uh, couple years ago crash the Super Bowl Doritos commercial uh, with the... Um, the glory hole was the best way to put it. A uh, guy sticks his finger. Anyway, we talk about the Doritos commercial. We talk about his other viral video, which was a Canon commercial. And we talk about a whole bunch of other stuff growing up in Ottawa, his life in Australia, uh, family, friends, who he's still in contact with. You'll be surprised to know who signed his ketubah. Uh, that's what we call a teaser. A ketubah is what we call a contract in Hebrew, but a teaser is what we say when you'll find out who signed his ketubah. All you got to do is listen to the interview, uh, which is a, a pretty good one. I was really happy with it. It was always great to catch up. It's always great to catch up with old friends. Um, I hope you enjoy it. Michael Gencher from uh, his home in Australia, right here on Too Lazy, Too Lazy, <laughs> Too Lazy to Write. Enjoy it. You look great. Well, that's lovely. Yeah, no, I feel good. And and look, I, I put a, a brilliant photo behind me of, of stuff. Like it's kind of like waves, and I thought it was very Australian. I thought I'll, I'll use that. You, you still, you've been there what twenty years? I, I moved here in ninety two, ninety three. So that's uh, twenty four, five years. Was that just uh, a you wanted six years? You wanted to get away from uh, your brothers and your parents? Is that what it was? No, not so much. I, um, no, uh, not at all. I, I met a girl who was uh, from Australia. And uh, followed her out here. And then you brought my, or you brought John afterwards, or was he there before? No, no. So, so what had happened is my my brother John um, in Israel uh, on kibbutz met this Australian girl, and um, we all came down here for his wedding. This would have been, 
I, I guess it was the late 80s. I can't remember exactly. Uh, so we all came out to Sydney for his wedding and became very, very good friends with his, his in-laws and uh, his brother-in-law in particular became a very good friend of mine. Um, he finished university and then he came to Toronto and was living with me for just over a year. And in that time, this girl uh, who he was friends with came to visit him. And then we met and then started the uh, journey. Yeah. Oh, wow. And before that, when you were in Toronto, this is so great. I love getting caught up with people, by the way. This is, Can, this is yeah, so much fun. Absolutely. But before that, you were you like you were a serious actor in Toronto, right? Was that the direction you were going? That was it. I was very serious, John. I, um, I, yeah. underst- I understand I helped get you some royalties. You did. That's 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 a hundred percent right. I uh, and I called my my sister in law Simon's wife uh, Jana, who who is an agent in Toronto in okay. Canada, and I said, "Hey, chase these bastards down," because John Baker was telling me he saw me on TV the other night, and I don't remember a check coming. So she spent about three months chasing hard for that dollar nineteen. Is that what it was? Wow. In, and I think it was in Canadian Tire money I got paid. Wow. But yeah. Um, yeah. You know, to, right. to get a dollar nineteen in Canadian Tire money, you have to spend about three hundred or four hundred dollars at Canadian Tire. You know, I, I actually had an uncle, one of my dad's brother, my my uncle Mo, who uh, had vast, deep, deep pockets full of Canadian Tire money. And uh, when uh, I came home for a visit, it would have been, uh, I think, for my brother Stroll's wedding. I can't remember, but he handed at the time. I think I only had uh, my two oldest sons, who are who are now twenty three and twenty. I think he gave them each like 300 bucks in Canadian tire money. No word of a lie, $300. <laughs> and we went on a shopping spree at Canadian tire. And, uh, you know, if I recall, uh, it included, you know, items that you could at that time take home on the plane with you, yeah. like BB guns, Swiss army knives, um, you name it. Yeah. It was just, it was a Canadian tire. Oh my God. So, um, just had buckets of that. Uh, good old Uncle Mo, huh? Good old Uncle Mo. And it was funny. I was just back in Ottawa um, about two weeks ago, and guess who I bumped into? Well, it wasn't Uncle Mo because he passed away a number of years no, ago. No, it was your brother, Sruel. Ah, Sruli. How is Sruli? He was great. It was uh, Mahoney and I actually were out for dinner. Yeah. And uh, Sruel and his family were there. We were at Montana's, and, and he came. I swear to God, for a second, I thought it was your late father. Yeah. Yeah, like it's he, uncanny, uh, huh? It's uncanny, and um, he looks about as old as my late father. Like, yeah. uh, he could use a little dye job, you know, like the yeah. whole silver fox isn't working for him. Now, but uh, I, so so I want to ask you: you did you did South Awawa, you know, yeah. a Canadian classic. You were in an Amstel Light ad, right? Yes, <laughs> is that's there, right. Is there any truth to the rumor that you did open mic at Yuck Yucks? Yeah, yeah, I did. And uh, my dad used to hate – how do you know that? My, my father used to hate that I would do that. He hated it. I was still in high school. Okay. And uh, I would go to the open mic nights, and I, and I, I, I was doing really well. But uh, my dad used to refer to it as, why are you wasting your time at schmuck schmucks? Why are you wasting your time at schmuck schmucks? Don't be a clown. Don't be a clown. And and speaking of being a clown, I'm jumping all over the place because uh, please do. I feel yeah. you you've been involved in two pretty successful viral videos. Yeah, Am yeah. I, I um, 
Yeah. So, so actually, you're, I have a question before. Is that please. is that picture of um, the waves behind you? Is that to hold to uh, hide the glory hole that would uh, clean my finger? <laughs> uh, no, no, no. But um, it's a little lower. Okay, it's quite high. Yes. So how did that happen? Um, For those people who don't know, it was the Doritos Crash the Super Bowl commercial, and you were in this hysterical ad. Yes. How did that so, happen? How did it happen? Um, I, uh, a group of friends uh, who are in the industry, a friend of mine who, who's a director, uh, and a few others, we got together, we heard about this Super Bowl ad, and, you know, being... Um, in the industry in Australia, it's not a great industry, uh, film, TV. It's uh, although there's a lot of Australian actors, uh, we really depend, rely on you know uh, American shows being shot here for the industry. Okay. So things were a bit quiet, and we thought, well, why don't we we start our own sort of um, joint venture, if you will, our own collective, and we'll we'll create, uh, we'll do ads, we'll do everything, we'll write, we'll act, we'll produce, we'll direct. So we heard about this, uh, the Super Bowl ads, as everyone knows, and we just thought this would be a great way to launch our careers with a, a million U.S. dollars. I, I can't remember if the prize was a million. I, I think it was a big amount of money. I can't remember. So we came up with an idea, and we're spitballing ideas. And, of course, everybody has that one friend in the group yeah. who, uh, you know, I think yours is Mahoney. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you, you've got that one friend <laughs> who just comes out of left field. Yeah. And uh, this friend of mine uh, goes, uh, we're, we're in deep, you know, creative development thought here. We're, we're, we're wearing our berets and we're sure. thinking of ideas. Sure. Yeah. And um, he goes, what if, you know, like there's this glory hole <laughs> and on the other side of the glory hole, it's like Willy Wonka, you know, with all these Oompa Loompas. And we said, yeah, yeah, we see where you're going with that. Let, let's see if we can sharpen this idea. And that's pretty much where it came from. So. It, it was going to be too hard to, to green screen and, and do the Oompa Loompas. So we settled with, uh, you know, just the office guy. And, yeah, it just it just spitballed from, you know, that guy having a really out there idea. And, and just so to let you know that we, we don't really hang out with him anymore. Really? Just cause. Yeah, no, we saw, we, we saw inside and, and we saw that all we needed to see. What, yeah. Was it so, the guy who, who, um, who kind of had like the, the – No. Oh, was it the lick the finger guy or was it the, the nah, crazy nah, hair guy? Yeah. Uh, no, no, he wasn't in it. Um, he wasn't in it. We just thought, uh, no, we'll leave the creativity to him. Okay. Uh, although he did desperately want to be the guy that licks the finger. Um, he really, way too hard, he wanted to be that guy. And what was your line? Uh, was... Of all the guys, the guy, the guy who sucks the finger at the end was the only hired gun on it <laughs> where we, we had to pay somebody to do that. And what was your line? You asked too many questions, Billy? Was I, that- I, I had, well, I had so many great lines. Uh, there was, uh, <laughs> there was, uh, you asked too many questions, Billy. Um, yeah, I think that's the big standout. But, uh, yeah, no, it's a good ad. People and- hit, hit YouTube. I think we're up to 11 million hits. So 11 million and one would be great. So that, like you said, 11 million hits. And then you did the other thing, the, the Canon. Was it Canon or I want to get the brand? It was. It was for Canon. So it was uh, called Canon the Lab Decoy. And uh, basically, uh, this one I, w- I was brought in just as an actor. I auditioned. They were looking for someone who could play six roles. Um, and uh, basically, I auditioned for it. And I actually wound up writing it. So oh. in, in a very, yeah, in a very weird kind of, like, that's what I do most of my time. I'm in PR and comms. So, um 
the script was terrible and on the morning they were just struggling and I basically said, let, let me just do this. And much like you, too lazy to write, yeah. I didn't actually write down a word of it. I was just spitballing. Um, I was riffing, if you will. Yeah. But when you're doing film and TV, it's very difficult to do that because for continuity, you've got to go back and say the same thing you did. So and uh, put out under the guise of a social experiment and I just, I just found that part of it was the best part, the social experiment. No, it, it's an ad. It's an ad. It's definitely an ad, but like in it, for example, you wore the same outfit in six different ways, right? Yeah, that's correct. How, how clever was that? Like shirt tucked in? Yeah. Shirt tucked out? <laughs> like, yeah, I, I went to theater school. I but, went to a very good one. But when you were the convict, it was you, yeah. were, you were menacing looking, right? Right. That, that's my parenting look. That's, okay. that's dad. And then yeah. what, so that one was, what was, um, what was recovering alcoholic? What look was that? He's just tired. He's okay. just tired. Okay. Yeah. And optimistic. So, uh, there was retiring, uh, there was recovering alcoholic. There was psychic. Right. And yeah, yeah, yeah. psychic, uh, that, that one was mysterious. Okay. Um, and then yeah. captain of industry. Yeah, that one was pretty easy. I, I just, um, you know, I just pretended I was every asshole I ever met, <laughs> successful asshole. Sure. Um, yeah, so it was pretty straightforward. And then there was uh, a lifesaver, somebody who saved someone's life, which I am. I am a surf lifesaver at Bondi Beach. So is that, a, is that you said you do PR and comms, and, and then you do the Bondi. Is the Bondi a full-time job, or is that? No, is that... no, it's, it's, it's volunteer. So in Australia, they've got this amazing uh, organization, which is, is over 100, I think it's 11 years old now, Surf Life Saving Australia, which we've got, I think it's now over 270,000 volunteer patrolling members. And every single beach in Australia, uh, we're, we're essentially on. Um, looking out for people and saving lives. And, um, yeah, so I do that. All my kids have done that. My, my, um, second youngest daughter has just started hers, but yeah, my three older kids have all been through it. They're all lifesavers and it's, it's great. What about the baby? What's the baby going to do? Ari, Ari at the moment, we're just trying to get him to not eat sand. Okay. So, um, yeah, the funny thing is when sand goes in a baby, it comes out exactly the same way. Just comes out of sand. Like as sand, dry, everything. It's amazing. Yeah, I didn't have that problem with my kids because, you know, snow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. No, we, we live uh, by the beach and we, we do a lot of beach. There's a lot of sand uh, being eaten. Yeah. So, so you're, you're, you're there for good. This is where they're going to dig up. This is where they're burying you, basically. Well, that's a, that's a really, really big question. Um, yeah, it's a big question. Uh, my wife, Liat, is an Israeli. Yeah. And uh, to be honest, John, we're we're probably going to end up there. Really? Yeah. So for the as I mentioned, there's Surf Life Saving uh, Australia. My involvement there about four years ago, I launched almost the exact same model in Israel called Surf Life Saving Israel, and um, you know, very involved in that. That that takes me over there quite often, as do the in-laws. But um, yeah, I think we're going to wind up there. Now, was your wife was she a uh, city girl? Was she kibbutz? Yeah, she's from Jerusalem. Okay. Um, so yeah, she's she's a city girl, and uh, definitely not kibbutz. She sits well on the other spectrum. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's she's city girl. And is there any There's... plans for you uh, to you know visit the G one through? Well, I know you're in the mix, but 
Well, yeah. Coming home in, in September, like I've, I've now I've lived here longer than I lived there, but I, in wow. Canada, but I still refer to, you know, Ottawa as home or Toronto as home, both of them as home. Yeah. Um, but yeah, September, um, in the process now of, of booking flights. So it's all very exciting. And, and, and I understand you're going to be there at the same time. Yeah, I'm gonna, we're going to see each other finally after we like are. many years. We are. And not yeah. in Montana's where, oh, fuck, it was terrible. See, see, the Montana's is, is after me. Like, I, I do remember the Golden Palace, so I'm happy to go there. Of course. You know? Yeah. No, Montana's is just your standard, you know, shitty steakhouse. Right. Uh, they're not a sponsor on my podcast, so. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, forget it. Why are you mentioning them? Yeah, fuck them. Yeah, don't give it away, John. Don't give it away. It just cheapens the brand. It's true. It's true. What else is, what's a typical day like for you? There Now it's winter now, right? It, it is, uh, it is winter. It was freezing. Today I was wearing a beanie. You know what a beanie is? Yeah, like a, like a little beanie. Like, yeah. Yeah, we call it beanies at home. I can't remember. Uh, I don't even, I'm so confused. Two. Yeah, yeah, so I was wearing my beanie and my jumper. Okay. And, uh, it was freezing cold. I think it was about 14 degrees. And, uh. Yeah, no, I make my way into the city. I live on what's called uh, the Northern Beaches, which is a beautiful part of Sydney. I lived in Bondi for the first 23 years that I was here, which Bondi is great. It's beautiful. It's what everyone sort of thinks of and sees. You know, there's that TV show, Bondi Rescue, so people know what it is. But uh, a couple of years ago, Liat and I, we, we picked up and we, we moved to the Northern Beaches, and it is just this beautiful uh, spot. It's, uh, we live basically on the beach. And uh, it's lovely. And every morning I leave lovely Monavale and I come to the city, you know, the, the Harbour Bridge and the Opera House, my sure. office. I look out on those things. So I wow. see those every day. And uh, I work really, really, really hard for a bunch of hours. And then I head back home to the people I love. And that, that's really a day for me. And your eldest children now, are they university? So my, my oldest son, Jack, is, is 23. And uh, he's had a few goes at university. He's had a few goes at uh, a trade. Um, not sure exactly. He's a lot of nice old people, and he's got a heck of a smile. He'll do well. He's, uh, he tries different things here and there, but he'll figure it all out. And then the one and, next one? Then, then there's Isaac, who just turned 20 yeah. the other day. Uh, Ike, um, he's only Isaac, I think, when someone's upset with him. Sure. So Ike is is uh, on his way to being a uh, he's a carpenter's apprentice. Wow. So yeah, he's going to be a builder. He wants to get into development. He's got his head screwed on very very tight. He's a a wonderful young man. Uh, he's got a terrible mustache. People, by all means, go to Facebook and and, <laughs> and have a look what the kids look like. Um, and he's a rugby player extraordinaire. And, um, yeah, just a, a nice young man. Then I've got a 14-year-old daughter, Gabby. Um, and that goes with all the challenges of a 14-year-old daughter. I have the same. I have a 14-year-old. Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 I'm, one day I could be the biggest no. asshole, and another yeah. day I'm the greatest father in the world. And you just hope you get as many of those greatest father in the world days together as you can. Yeah. And take pictures because they're far and few behind. It's between. it's uh, yeah. it's strange because right now my daughter's at summer camp, and this is something yeah. you and I would have been doing thirty five years ago. You know, and brilliant. They don't have this in Australia where you can say, "Okay, I'm going to send my kids away for six to eight weeks to be looked after by people who are totally unqualified <laughs> in a totally dangerous environment, and yet they're dirty 
and they're happy. Yeah. yeah. You don't have this. You've got, actually got to have your kids with you. Like, what kind of backwards world am I living in that I, actually have to have your kids with you in summer? You know what? They, in America, where we are right now, um, yeah. they look at us like we're from another planet. Where are your kids? Well, they're up in Quebec. Because my daughter goes to CBB in, uh, in Quia. Yeah. And uh, they're like, you're sending your daughter away for seven weeks? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Like... If I could make it nine, it would be better. And But they'll do like one week of camp here. They'll go to like, you know, canoeing camp or dance camp or something. Yeah. And they they think it's wacko. But these, these are some of the, I, I like to talk about summer camp with people I went to summer camp with. Yeah. And these are some, these were some of, I would say the best summers of my life were spent there. They were the best summers of my life. And uh, even my wife makes fun of, Cam Gesher, Cam Gesher, because, you know, everything comes out. I'll say, oh, that's a funny thing. I've got a story or, or meet this guy like Sam Soroka yeah. was one of the, the witnesses who signed the ketubah, the contract at my wedding. <laughs> I haven't forgiven him for that. Um, but, yeah, least, like, hey. Did he at least bring wine? He, he actually, this is a true story. He supplied the wine okay. for my wedding. Like what a beautiful guy! Like and it was and it's beautiful wine. So, anyways, before let's get back to summer camp. But let me quickly finish with the other two kids because if they hear this, yeah, for sure. And I didn't mention them. I'm yeah, yeah. dead. So then there's Avi Guy, okay. which is you know Avi Guy. It's Avi Avi in English Avi Gale, I guess. Um, so Avi is six and uh, she is just a wonderful little kid at the moment. She's on school holidays and she does go to camp during the school holidays, which is like a two-hour arts and crafts yeah. thing that she goes to and comes back. And then, of course, there's Ari, who is who is now nine months old. He'll be he'll be a year in, in October. And I'll tell you, John, at fifty is when you should be having your children. Just to let you know. Okay, I'll tell is my that wife good? that. Yeah, tell her. Yeah. Tell her it's a really it's a really good idea. And uh, I'm not on video, so you can't see any of the visual signs that I'm lying. But he's a wonderful little kid. He's very so anyways, cute. He's very cute. Well, get I on Facebook. I want to get back to Soroka for a second because I okay, was. Okay, go to Soroka. This was a few, I think maybe two years ago. I was at uh, some bookstore, probably chapters or something, and there was a book. It was like Israeli uh, cooking, so I grabbed it and I f was flipping through it. And at the back, Soroka was there, you know, showing off his wine. I was like, I got to buy this book. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Did he give you the copy of the book? No, no, I, I got a it. copy of the book from him. Yeah, he didn't have. I was upset because he didn't have zinc on his nose in the uh, in the photo. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's, that's how right. I remember. I guess for most of your childhood, you would have seen the zinc. Yeah, and and how much zinc, Sam? Seriously, you know, you're supposed to spread that stuff. Oh my gosh! Oh, it was but, great. Uh, I so I'll, Sam is sorry. sorry. No, go ahead. No, you go. Ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to say one of my. I have two memories. Well, two memories of you from camp. One of them being, you were a Cossack in a special day. I don't know if you remember that. Sure. Yeah. And then, because um, I think you were sitting at the table behind me, but one of them was when I, I think I was in Bogrim, and I told a joke, in my cabin, and you were on, like, Shmira. Shmira, right? And you overheard the joke, and then you told the joke the next day at. At the at the hoof at the beach, yeah. and uh, the the I don't even want to tell the joke because it is so wrong. But it was, did I credit you? Did no, I no, no. I didn't. I'm glad you didn't credit me. It was about 
it was the the joke was what has ten thousand legs and can't walk, and I'm not going to give it the punchline because it's. Okay, can you can you uh, type that into Messenger actually because I, I can't I will, remember. I will send you the punchline. I'm just okay. But but it's but also tasteless jokes. Are, do you remember Dave yeah. Dave Lynette? Do you remember? I remember Dave Lynette really well. Okay, so he told a joke once, and I was eleven, and he and I laughed my ass off. I didn't get it because everybody else was, and I told my mother the joke, and the joke was. Why does Betty Crocker have so many kids? Why? Because she's moist and easy. Oh my God! See, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I told my mother that, and she wasn't. You think Leia would have been happy if you told her that? No, 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 no. Leia would not be happy. <laughs> Leia used to wear. Remember, five sons. Leia used to wear wooden spoons on each hip, tucked into her apron for jokes just like that. <laughs> oh my God! How is she? How is your mom? I love your mother. She- she is great. She is uh, 83, and she is a young 83. Um, she's fantastic. Um, like, I don't know what she does on a day-to-day basis, yeah. um, but I'm, I'm sure it's not too racy. But uh, she's lovely. I, I adore her. She's planning on coming out here. Uh, like, we're going in September, but she's going to come back in March, oh, wow. uh, hopefully. And, uh, yeah, she sounds great. You know, her hearing isn't so great, so phone calls tend to be very quick. You know, like I think she's annoyed by the fact that she can't doesn't know what I'm saying, um, which feels like I'm a teenager. Mom, you just don't understand me. It's <laughs> not listening. But, uh, you know, she's great. Thank you for asking. And and your dad is doing well. He's He had the valve. Yeah, no, he's, he's good. He had his valve replaced and my mother's fine. They're actually uh, my mother might. I'm going to go in August to pick up my daughter. My mom might drive back with me and leave my dad alone. So. <laughs> I have two recollections of your parents oh, that, uh, that that do link back to Camp Gesher because, you know, everything in life will link back. And it was a super positive thing. It was. So, you know how I said, you know, our parents would send us away for eight weeks, you know, terribly dangerous environment. I was just thinking, yeah, it was it was really dangerous, but it was it was great. It was fun. It, it made a lot of us into the people that we are and, and the friendships that we have. And, you know, it, it was a wonderful, magical place. But I have these two memories of your parents. So we used to have the visiting day. Remember, halfway through four weeks, your parents would come. Uh, they'd fill the car with like just ridiculous amounts of food. Yeah. Um, and your mom would come with the sole mission of doing laundry, <laughs> washing her children, and cleaning the cabin. Yeah. And I remember her with broom. Like she would come. Child would be out there. It was you and, and Alex. Yeah. And your other brother went to Camp in Abrith. Yeah. David was like. Yeah. So I remember this one image of Alex, who is this beautiful little Harpo Marx looking kid with curly locks, throws his arms open for like a big hug from mom. And she goes right past him, straight into the cabin, grabs the broom and starts cleaning. And then she says, you know, look at this cabin, Michael. Do you think you think children should live in this? And I said, I, I, I sleep here, too. But uh, she cleaned for about an hour. And then later on in the day, your dad, I think he took one of you or your brother for a ride in the canoe, fully it, dressed. It was Alex. It was Alex. Yeah. So you remember this too? Yeah. So he goes out in the canoe. What was in his top pocket? Was he a smoker? Was it cigarettes or his wallet? I can't remember. He it was, was a smoker. Mobile phones. He was a smoker at the time, yeah. So I think it was his cigarettes in his top pocket. So he's fully dressed. He goes out in the canoe. They go out maybe two, three meters, and the thing flips right over. Everyone's standing there. Your dad pops up, and straight out of his mouth, what's the difference between a Jew and a canoe? <laughs> New tips. Correct. And then he held up the cigarettes. I'm sure it was cigarettes. He said, still dry. And it was like he won. 
in front of everybody, he won. What I what I also remember about that was he had no change of clothes, and Manny Agolnik. Manny Agolnik. Okay, who oh was, my god! He was a runner, and Manny <laughs> had like these like super short, you know, Adidas running shorts, and he lent them to my father. And so for the rest of the day, and the, they, they didn't live far from my parents in Ottawa. Like they were just up yeah, the street. Yeah. So for the rest of the day, he walked around in these, you know, like super duper short shorts. Yeah. Did he have the right undies? Cause you know, you gotta have the right undies I'm for those. Sure. He does. I'm sure. I'm sure. Oh my did. God. Anyway, Are you, so I take it you're still in touch. You had Soroka sign the Ketuba and yeah. uh, you're still in touch with a lot of uh, people. I, uh, you know, to be honest, it, it, it's tough in, in Sydney to, to see people, you know, on a regular basis. But that's the beautiful thing about Facebook, the Facebook and yeah. the, the Instagram, um, is that, uh, you know, for so many years, you know, I'd see everybody every couple of years. Um, but uh, whether I'm in touch, you know, I, I Facebook stalk and I see what people are doing and, it, and it's lovely, you know, it's... Uh, I see people, I see their kids, I see some grandkids and see what they're doing. And yeah, I, I do, whether I'm in touch directly or, or seeing what they're up to, I'm, I would say I'm in touch. It is nice because I don't know if we would have had this relationship if there wasn't, uh, if there wasn't the Facebook, like you say. No, exactly. And, uh, you know, like um, I love going home to Ottawa when you bump into people. But, yeah, I'll bump into somebody every other day on the Facebook. Yeah. You like how I say on the Facebook? I, yeah, it drives my kids. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm that guy. Um, but I, I absolutely love and do keep in contact with many. So I'm going to ask you this, and then I'm, yes. I'm going to let you go. It's sort of um, you're a big you're a big time celebrity in Sydney. Yeah. Yes. Um, Very big. So if you've ever been given the opportunity, or if you have the opportunity to go on a chat show, yes, and they introduce you, yeah, what song do you want to get played on out to? Oh, Brick House by what? the Commodores. Wow, good yeah. for you. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not a brick house, right. um, as the song talks about. Um, but I just love the groove, you know, and uh, I think I think it matches my my walk. Like I think I could walk to brick house and the guy in the band salute the audience all to that song really well. Wow, you're the first yeah. person who's answered it with confidence and with without hesitation. Yeah, but I, I do practice that walk often. You know, I've always wanted to get on a talk show. Yeah. Um, I think when I was uh, maybe six or seven, my dad was manning the phones at the Jerry Lewis telethon at uh, oh, Lansdowne by, Park. By the way, I just want and, to tell you something. Yeah. You just said yeah. the punchline to my joke. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I remember. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's classic. Yeah. Okay, so your dad was at the Skyline uh, Hotel. Yeah, during the Jerry Lewis Telethon. I remember being pulled up, I think, to talk to Lou Grant, the general. Was uh, that his name? Yeah. Uh, no, it Ken was a Grant. Chat show. Ken Grant. And they, Ken Grant. Who's Lou Grant? Lou Grant was Mary Tyler Moore's boss. Yeah, I remember uh, walking on the stage to talk to somebody, how I went like door to door collecting you know, people's dimes and waking people up you know, at crazy times. And, and I don't remember them playing music. And since then, I always thought if I get another shot at the chat show or the talk show, as you guys call it, yeah. I'm definitely going to have my music ready. So good question. Brickhouse. I'm going to let you go Brick. on that. Mike, always, it's so great to talk to you. 
So great to talk to you. And uh, I wish you all the best. I do love this, by the way. And I get upset when I, Monday morning comes because that's when it comes out. Right. And I'm heading to the city and, and there isn't too lazy to write. And then I think maybe he's just too lazy to podcast too. Give a shit. No, I'm going to do, I don't now. Do I get this one up before Monday or should, should I wait? No, no, you take your time on this one. Really edit this one out. Like make, make me really sound, you know, interesting. You are interesting. I love you. I you love, are interesting. I love that you did this and uh, you're a great guy from a great family and I'm going to see you in a few uh, weeks. I hopefully. can't wait to see it. Definitely. We'll catch up in September and we won't go to Montana's. No. Let's go something. I, I got to go somewhere where my kids are, are uh, like just blown away by Canadian food. And I, I struggle to think, you know, we, what is, what is going to blow us away? We're not going to go to Montreal Schwartz. Well, we will, Yeah. but that's like, let's you and me, because like, you know, we're on Facebook. We see what each other look like. We, we, we look like we could find a place that has good food or we might <laughs> yes, know someone. We could. Let's let's blow the kids' minds on Canadian food. So before we say goodbye, I'm going to plant that seed, find a place that is going to make my kids just their heads explode okay. Canadiana. All right. We'll do it. We'll find something great. Okay. okay. All right. John Baker, the real John Baker. It has been a pleasure. Take care, Mike. It's been great. All right, buddy. All bye. the best. You too. Okay, bye. Bye. There you have it. I think I do that at the end of uh, when I come back after every uh, interview. I go, there you have it. That's one of my crutches. That and uh, whenever I talk to people, a lot of the time I always say, I remember, I remember, I remember, I remember Buffalo. (laughs) Okay. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, If I offended some people with uh, some of the, some of the uh, language, I apologize. Got to remember some of the jokes I was telling. I was a 13-year-old boy, and I didn't really know any better. I thought they were funny at the time. Um, I stand by that Betty Crocker joke, though. It is fucking hysterical. So there you have it. Um, Not only is Mike a super guy, his four other brothers uh, are all uh, just pleasant and wonderful in their own way. It was actually his his brother, John, who... um, introduced me to the David Bowie album, Hunky Dory. John said to me, uh, this is my favorite David Bowie album. He played uh, some tracks from Hunky Dory for me. And I went home at the end of the summer and I bought a copy of Hunky Dory. It had a uh, orange or yellow Super Saver sticker on it in the top corner. And I bought it. And to this day, it is still one of my favorite albums. And I also think in part because it was released the same year I was born. So we are both 47 uh, Myself and Hunky Dory and Live Aid is 33 today. Feed the world, stay alive. Um, and that was my interview. I hope you enjoyed it. You can reach me on the website, toolazytowrite.com. Uh, there's a comment section. You can send me an email. You can also reach me on Twitter, at the real John Baker. Um, yeah. Or on Facebook. I post this crap on Facebook. I hope you enjoyed it. Gonna, I don't know what's happening in the next few weeks because we're moving and this setup's going to be taken down and we're not going to have internet for a little bit and i got to set up the internet and that's just not going to go well. Um, I don't know what to name my network. Uh, being here in America, I was, <laughs> I was going to name it Free Abortions. Uh, so when the neighbors log on, they'll be like, Free Abortions? What the hell kind of network's that? Um, I was going to name it uh, Free Healthcare. Don't know what I'm going to name my network, but I'll get to it. Thanks for listening. Too Lazy Too Right is the podcast. I am your host, The Real John Baker, and here's the song to end the show. Too Lazy Too Right.